So today I want to spend some time talking about building a clientele. Hmm. Um, In many industries, you will be in the industry of building a clientele. Mm. Like it doesn't have to be just what we do in aesthetics. Um, People like automotive, injectables, IV people, mobile mobile IV. Um, This is something that a lot of people deal with. Uh, Therapists, you're building a clientele. You are finding people who need your services and hopefully having them as repeat customers. This is a question that I see constantly on every social outlet. I just Mm -hmm. had someone ask it in a question box that I posted and asked about building a clientele. And I feel like it's 100% something that we need to cover because um, Arizona is saturated for beauty, right? Like, and hello, we're opening opening a school to just further the saturation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is awesome. It Not is really. needed. It's needed. Good education is needed. There's yeah. nothing like what we offer, what we're going to offer at Wildflower Skin Institute in in the whole state of Arizona, mm. if not beyond that. Yeah. So. Um, oh, yeah. I'm thinking worldwide. Worldwide, <laughs> baby. Just call me Mrs. Worldwide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, the education is so, so needed. And. This is a question that, like, even my students, I don't want them coming out of our school being like, how do I build a clientele? Yeah. I want them to be fully equipped on how to build a clientele. This is something that I'm like, why do schools not – why are schools not teaching you this? I was going to (laughs) say it's so crazy to me because I know when I graduated, I had no idea where to start. It's like when we go to high school and no one teaches us how to do taxes. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, it's literally a life skill that we need. Mm-hmm. No one knows how to write a check. Why? Yeah. It's actually a life school, a skill, school, a <laughs> life skill that we need. So why aren't we teaching in beauty schools people how to build a clientele? So, okay, we're going to dive into this. What, what would be your first advice to somebody who just graduated aesthetic school and wanting to build a clientele? So if I'm being so raw with somebody and they want to hear exactly what I, the exact feelings that I have about building a clientele, I'm going to start by telling them that they are not entitled to a clientele no matter where they work. Mm -hmm. Just because they get hired on it somewhere, even if it's the most prestigious med spa, the most prestigious therapy office in your entire county, um, you are not entitled to a clientele from your uh, employer. Do you think employers feel that way? That with what way? Because I know that some employers do not allow, and I'm speaking in the aesthetics industry because that's what I know. They do not allow the freedom of their employees to go out and try to gain a clientele for themselves. Right. Which I, we actually just hired a girl who wasn't even allowed to have social media. Right. She wasn't allowed to have social media and she also was not allowed to like expand her services. I feel like that's tyranny. I'm like, you have a power struggle and you need to get that under control. Mm. As like... We had to take a short intermission. <laughs> <laughs> As business owning that's goes. that's on business owning. There it is. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question again. Hopefully I can reiterate this. So being in the aesthetics industry, I know that some of the, some business owners do not allow the freedom of their employees to build a clientele for themselves. I'm so happy for those business owners that have the endless amount of money to pay employees to sit on their butts and do absolutely nothing when they don't have 
customers, but that's just not the vibe for like a legit small business. The businesses that are doing that have suit and ties behind them. Like the, the businesses that are doing that are people who are just investors and have boatloads of money and money to do things like that with and tell people that they are not allowed to build their own clientele. I just think it's crazy because if your employees show that they really care about the services that they're providing, about what they do, like that is just going to excel your business. You're restraining somebody. You're putting restraints on somebody. Right. Like why wouldn't you allow that? Because you have a power struggle. Yeah. And you've got issues with allowing anybody else any kind of uh, mental freedom to think on their own. And it's stupid because what you're actually doing is just driving people away from your business. It's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. People are not going to want to be with your business for five, six, seven years creating an empire with you because you are a tyrant. Mm -hmm. And it's stupid to me. Right. You know, like I think to a degree you need to protect your business. Like we're switching over to Boulevard and this will not give anybody access to client information, which I do think that that is privilege to the business. Yeah. Um, but it is silly to think that the people who you are employing are not allowed to have their own thoughts, their own feelings, friendships with the clientele. Mm-hmm. You're doing your business an injustice by doing things like that. Right. And treating your employees as though like almost enslaving them in a way. Mm -hmm. It's just give your employees the freedom to think on their own and do their own things. Because at the end of the day, my thought process has been, if somebody leaves Wildflower to go off and do their own thing, I helped put out a really awesome esthetician who knows how to think on her own, provide for herself. Like, like that is what I want. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to put people out into this world who can provide for themselves in a respectful way. I want people to leave Wildflower respectfully. Of course. It's happened in the past where um, more times than none I'm lied to, I'm used. And someone will tell me, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, it's just, you know, I need to take a little break or I've got to do something else or I've got something else going on in my personal life. And the next thing I know, they've literally opened a business page and they're doing it out of their house. Yeah. I'm like, all you had to do was be honest. Right. Like, where do you think that comes from? Like, it comes from an insecurity. It's it's insecurity is why many of us don't tell the truth because you are worried of how the other people, how the other person is going to react. Mm. That's my opinion. Obviously, I'm not a therapist or a psychologist or anything, but my opinion on that is people lie because they're insecure and they don't want to deal with your reaction. Mm. Um, and but it's crazy to me because. You're going to find out anyway. So it's like, why Yeah, would and you guess lie? what? I just told Scott because this just happened. Somebody left and completely lied to me and took three-fourths of their clientele. And, um, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I was used. Mm. I was lied to for, and, you know, this person was like, oh, I'll give you two weeks. I'm like, perfect. That's so great. That sounds awesome to me. Totally trusted them with my whole heart. Yeah. left and then I get sent from somebody else at Wildflower their business account on Facebook and on Instagram which they created weeks before they left Wildflower mm. it's not fun first of all it's not okay you don't treat people like that and second of all I told Scott I was like I guess this has to be a discussion within our team mm. that 
if you lie to me, we're done. Yeah. Don't put me on recommendations. Don't even put my phone number down because you're not going to like what I have to tell an employer. Mm. Um, if you have, if you don't have trust with somebody, you have nothing. Right. Like trust is your foundation. It's part of your concrete of building something with somebody. And if I don't trust you, I have nothing to do with you. I think that's maybe my Scorpio. It might be a little bit of a toxic trait. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But if I don't trust you, I want nothing to do with you. Like I take my recommendations and wh- whether it's people or products very, very seriously. And I put a lot of pride into the people that I recommend. Yeah. And the people that have left Wildflower who've done it very respectfully have been very honest with me, open up front. I love them. I recommend them. I support them. I think it's wonderful what they're doing. Right. I love that they were able to create something for themselves that they are proud of. Mm -hmm. And I want to be a part of that journey with anybody who works at Wildflower. But if you're not willing to be honest with me, you can kick it. Yeah. So So the first recommendation is to find a place that allows growth for you as an esthetician, as a person. Don't pigeonhole yourself into somewhere because you think it's all that you can get because it's not. And again, this goes for any industry that you have to build a clientele in. You can find a place to work at if you have the drive, the dedication. Um, You can get hired anywhere because Mm -hmm. I can tell you for a fact, anyone that is smart that is looking for employees wants people that are driven, dedicated, excited, personable, like I'm not going to lie. When I hired Nikita, she literally walked in the front door and was like, hey, girl, how are you? Never met her in my life. (laughs) And I was like, why are we best friends? (laughs) And I'm not even joking. I literally was like, I'm hiring her just based off of her introduction, because that's how I want people to feel when they walk in the door. And if she already walked in the door and made me feel like a friend, it's a done deal. Yeah. But if you walk in the door and you're meek and you're super quiet and you're almost standoffish, I I can't hire you because I'm in the business of clients. I'm in the business of being personable. Mm -hmm. You have to be personable to a degree when you're looking for a clientele. This goes for any business. Even like if we're talking about like automotive, if we're talking about um, home improvement things, you want to be someone personable so that your clients are are referring you to their friends to also get hired out for these jobs. You have to be memorable to a point where people are like, oh my gosh, you you want to use my painter. You want to use my epoxy guy because he's the best. He's the most personable. Like you have to be like that in a lot of fields that are not just aesthetics. So um, when it comes to like getting hired, we have quite a bit of a process at Wildflower. Um, I actually have nothing to do with the hiring process anymore. And um, I'm very thankful for that because I don't have the brain capacity to give to it anymore. So Natasha is my hiring manager and she meets with everybody and then they go on to a second in-person interview with uh, whoever their manager would be at that location. And people have been exed, you know, mm. they've met in person and it's happened where it's just like, hey, you know what? The personality is just not there. It's not going to be a good fit. And we're like, okay, that's a bummer, but on to the next one, you know? So you have to come in with the confidence and the personality and the bubbliness. And people want to see that you are personable because when you have clients, that's how you attract them. It's about your relationship that you're able to create with people. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a transaction in and out. I can tell you for free, like, No one, put yourself in the shoes of the clients. 
Do you want to go in and get your eyelashes done and not say a single word to the person who's providing your service? Them almost have like a little edge, like they're annoyed that you're there. Yeah. Are you going to go back to them for the next two years and get your service done, whether it's massage, nails, hair, what have you? Right. I'm the type of person that actually when I go and get my nails done and I go and get my hair done, I prefer not to talk. Mm. I, for a living, have to be turned on. Like I have to be bubbly and happy and enthusiastic and entertaining in 99% of my job. And when I go and get services done for myself, I literally, if I didn't have to look at you, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) But, and... But at the end of the day, when I'm checked in and I'm checked out of a service, I want to know that you are all engaged with me. Yeah. That you are here for me, that you are happy to be there. Well, um, you are trusting them with this service. For and, sure. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I don't want to know or I don't want to feel as though I'm a nuisance for you. Right. Or that you you would rather be anywhere else than doing my service. I'm going to go back to you if when you greet me and when you say goodbye, it's a very pleasant, happy, exciting, pleasurable experience. Yes. If you walk up and you greet me and you say, hey, are you ready to come back? Yeah. Good to see you. How's it going? How's your day? Like engage with them. You don't have to engage with, with some of what we do. You're not going to be engaging with people. Like when you're you're going to have clients who just don't want to talk to you, I am one of those clients. I'm one of the clients that when I'm getting a relaxing facial, don't speak to me. And that's okay. Like we tell our clients all the time, we give them the option if they want to have a silent appointment. There's no weird energy. Mm-hmm. Like It's their time. Yes. They get to spend that time however they want with you. And I think at the end of the day too, it's about matching people's energy. You match it. I feel like you have to be really good about feeling people's energy and reciprocating that. And that's huge because not a lot of people are willing to do that. I've heard so many times like, "Ugh, I can't stand her because she voted for so-and-so. And I'm like, mm-hmm. get over it. Yeah. Like, first of all, that was how many years ago? And second of all, who cares? It's done. Like, she's paying your bills. So you could just be grateful for that. You match the energy always. Mm -hmm. And if you don't agree, you smile and you nod and Mm. you move on to the next thing. You guys don't have to have an elaborate conversation about why you're not vaccinating your children or why you are or climate change or whatever like ails you. You don't Mm. have to sit and talk about it, but you need to be respectful and personable. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I actually teach every single time I've got I've gone to schools, I have a slide in my presentation that says you don't have to agree with it, but you have to love them. Mm-hmm. That is what our world needs. Yes. If you are someone who doesn't agree with certain religions or sexual orientations or whatever it is, you don't have to agree with it, but you will be required to care about them. Yeah. At least within my business, okay? Mm-hmm. There is no option to exclude them or make them feel less than or Bullying. anything like yeah. that or try and sway it or change it or have a discussion about it during their appointment with them. Not happening. You will be immediately let go yeah. without even a question. I won't even ask. Yeah. Like, I have a zero tolerance policy for making anyone feel less than just because they're different from you in any kind of way. Right. So 
you don't have to agree with it and that's okay. We can be different and we can still appreciate who each other are. Like yes. we can still be friendly. We can still be friends. We can still coexist. We don't even have to be friends. You don't have to be friends with your clients. You're going to have clients who you meet and you're like, I want to go get brunch with you. I want to be best friends. Mm-hmm. I have had countless people in my life that I've met over the last 11 years who are on my personal Instagram account, who I follow, who they have my personal phone number, who have come to family events, who I go and support at their own jobs. Like there are relationships that I do invest in, but there's also clients where it's strictly surface. Yeah. Maybe I don't agree with certain values that they hold and maybe they feel the same way about me, but we still appreciate who we both are and that's okay yeah well and you have what almost 30 employees Mm -hmm. like I can tell you right now we have so many different personalities and you might wonder how we make it work and really at the end of the day it's about yeah we may have different opinions about things but we're still gonna love each other Mm -hmm. and we're gonna respect each other I can tell you for a fact there are girls on our team who disagree with beliefs that I have and vice versa and guess how many fucks I give? None. Because they're allowed to have their beliefs and their whatever. For instance, I feel very strongly that you can't put your belief in the universe. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's almost like voodoo witch magic. Mm-hmm. I believe that there is a superior power. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. If you don't agree, cool. Yeah. I have very close friends who literally will wish upon crystals. And I'm like, you do it. I'm never going to talk you out of it. It's not my place. It's not my business. It's not my circus. It's not my problem. Like, if that's how you want to live your life and that is making you happy, I support you in your happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's where it ends. Yeah. So when it goes to our clients, Our main objective is that they are happy from the beginning of the service to the very end of it. And that time is spent however they want to spend it. If they want to be silent, you can try and have a little bit of a conversation. How's your day going? Tell me about your job. How was the event that you had last weekend? And if they're just giving you really short answers, maybe they just don't want to talk. So then you just kind of cut it off. You have some nice music in the background and you just let them enjoy their their little bit of silence that they get. Mm -hmm. For me, when I get a service done, that's a little bit of silence in my life that I get. It's a very small fragment of my day that I get to spend quiet. So it's very important, first and foremost, that you work at a space, in a space that supports you and kind of the environment that you want to set for your brand, yourself, your clients. But then the second piece of that is that you have to be willing to fully create that space for your clients whether yeah. and and make that space safe for them mm-hmm. and also safe for you at the same time there's obviously boundaries of course but it is their time and you don't have to agree and you don't have to add in your two cents to their opinions and you don't have to debate with clients it's not appropriate yeah Well, and just so you know, like the experience starts before they even walk in the door. It does because it's to go off of that. It's a presence that you post on social media. Yes. If you're on social media. So if that's something that you are doing, you know, it starts there. It starts with their first impression of your website. It starts Mm -hmm. with your Instagram, your TikTok, your Twitter. Are you answering the questions they have before they even decide to book with you? Are you, again, kind and personable Mm -hmm. on social media? Are you 
exuding negativity on TikTok? Are you posting videos talking crap about a particular group of clients that might come in and maybe they don't tip you? That's not the energy that you want to be putting out there when you are building a clientele. And I guess this leads me into the next question. Do you believe that having a social media presence is necessary in order to book a clientele? In the world that we live in, yes. We do not live in a world anymore where where people are going out to farmer's markets and chatting or going out to a bar with their friends and having conversations about their occupation. No one talks. I agree. I've been trying to stop that in my own life and have more casual conversation. Mm. Um, Even with like Trader Joe's, their employees have the most extensive hiring process and they're always the best. I have never met a Trader Joe's employee that I was like, you're rude. (laughs) Yes, it's so true though. So, and that goes to like any Trader Joe's I've ever been into. No matter the state, no matter the region. And they are big. Like that is so inspiring to me. Yep, totally. So um, I do think social media presence is very important given that the world that we live in. I don't really post a ton on TikTok because I, I don't know, I don't really want to be super businessy on TikTok. Um, so I post a lot of like personal things on TikTok, maybe a little business sprinkled in there. I have got one, one client from TikTok, so that's kind of fun. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> but um, yes, 100% social media is absolutely necessary, especially if you are millennials, Gen Z. It's it's a no-brainer. You have to have it. Yeah. So honestly, if you are in school currently, I highly, highly, highly recommend creating an Instagram page and just post. Like just start posting. I think more times than none, and I've seen a lot of people uh, post polls on this, if like the branding of the page or the aesthetic of the page counts and if clients care and they don't. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, they don't. There are going to be people who are enticed by that and people who are drawn into your page because of the aesthetic of it. Mm -hmm. But nine times out of 10, when they're already following you, they're not going and looking at your overall feed and being like, oh my gosh, the aesthetic. Yeah. Or this one photo looks a little off. They're seeing (laughs) your one post every once in a while that you make, you know, once a day or whatever. Yeah. And they're watching your stories, which on my stories, I don't care. I Majority of the time, I'm just posting myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to like try to make it all bubbly and pink and sparkly or whatever yeah. my vibe is. I'm yeah. not doing all that. <laughs> so yes, you most definitely need a social media account um, as long as your employer allows it. Again, I just hired somebody whose employer didn't allow it. And maybe that's your vibe. Maybe you would prefer to work for someone who doesn't require that you have something like that. I don't necessarily require it, but I do think that without it, it's going to be harder for you to build a clientele because I do get asked, what is her social media handle so that I can go and check out their work? Yeah. like It's literally a por- portfolio. Yes. And I feel like with what we do, it's it's kind of impossible not to have it. Yeah. Because if I'm going, like I'm picking my hair, my nail person, my lash person based off of what I am seeing. Yes. So I have to be able to see work of yours to be like, I want to go get my nails done mm-hmm. by her because her work looks amazing. Yeah. I'm not just going to blindly walk in somewhere and make an appointment because I've seen what other people have had to deal with doing stuff like that. Right. So um, it is very, very important to build a clientele and have your work posted somewhere that people can go and showcase your best work. 
yes. and highlight the things that you do really, really well. Don't just post a really crappy set of lashes that you did or post a freaking car that you wrapped and it looks like crap because there's bubbles in it don't post that nobody Mm -hmm. wants to see that no one's going to hire you based off of subpar work yeah you want to make sure the work is good and also going off of that you want to be consistent and I think that consistency is the most important part Um, whether that's you posting two times a week or two times a day whatever works for you whatever that looks like is going to be the best thing recently I've started um I didn't know you could do this, but if you have an iPhone, you can actually create a separate album. And so I have been literally putting all of my photos into that album. So whenever I want to post, they're already ready to go. And that that has been so helpful in helping me post more consistently. So kind of to touch back on people feeling as though they are entitled to a clientele because they get hired somewhere. No one owes you that. It is up to you to work and put in the work to build a clientele. Mm. And honestly, it all works hand in hand. So say your employer hands you a client. You are bubbly, enthusiastic, super happy to, to see them. You greet them. They fill out their forms. You bring them back into their room. You give them the perfect experience that they paid for with the experience that they wanted to have. You exceeded expectations. You lead them back up to the front. You check them out with the front desk and then you rebook them. It's 100%. You gave 100% to that client. So another example is you see this client, you greet them. It's a great experience. So bubbly, so happy. You take them back, you give them the best experience that you possibly could, and then you take them up to the front and you say, see you later, and you choose not to rebook them. By not rebooking your clients or even offering, you are almost telling people that you don't want to see them back. Yeah. So the respectful thing is to always offer to rebook, and I almost don't even give my clients the option, when can I see you back? I recommend four to six weeks. How does that sound for you? And I allow them to tell me the date that's going to work for them. Because as far as my field goes, and really a lot of fields that have a clientele, we are not necessities. Mm -hmm. And so what's going to happen is if I don't rebook any of my clients. up up to opinion. (laughs) It is up to opinion because I really do believe that skincare is healthcare. Yes. To a degree. Um, I just had a, this is a side note, you guys. I just had a facial with naya yesterday and i feel unstoppable like it is mental health care and it is like literally physically good for your body and i made a little reel out of it i'll be posting it today but you can literally see as she's doing my massage my heart pounding which is so weird (laughs) but it's getting that blood flow moving and so many other things too but anyway i just had to tell everybody that my facial with naya was incredible (laughs) So going off of that, what we do, again, isn't necessarily a necessity. Um, People are not going to die without us, right? right? Which is unfortunate. (laughs) But when someone doesn't get rebooked for their facial appointment, what happens is they go six months without seeing you. It gets backburnered because of work, because of Mm -hmm. kids' sports, because of vacations, because skincare is not a lot of people's priority. I'm in the industry and I'll tell you right now, I have not had, 
I hate to admit this, but I have not had a facial since probably school. Totally. And so even when I was talking to Naya, we did a little mini consultation. I was the client for the day. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like this is needed. And I said, yeah, actually it is. And after leaving my treatment, I was like, why don't I do this once a month? And we feel that way every single time Mm -hmm. after we do something for ourselves, like a massage or hair or whatever. We always feel like, gosh, I should do that more often. Well, if somebody offered to rebook you and you were already on the books, the probability of you calling to cancel that is very slim. Yeah, all they have to do is show up. All they have to do is show up and it's already on <laughs> yes. the book. So, and it only happens because life just happens. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I am constantly like, oh my gosh, I've got to call and make that appointment every single day. And every other thing in my life gets in the way of me calling and making that appointment. Yeah. So, you have to remember your very first thought in your head when you get them off that that chair when you meet them up front is when can I get you rebooked and to be honest something that I really like to say is does the same day and same time work for you that's a good idea four weeks like if they're here the same time the same day it's very likely that they can make the same day and same time work for four weeks out right and um The difference in not rebooking and rebooking could literally mean you having a full clientele within three months Mm -hmm. and you not having more than a handful of clients after six. Mm -hmm. Like people want to feel like you want them there. Yes. And if you are not putting forth the effort, you don't deserve a clientele. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've got girls on our team that are so hungry for an awesome clientele and snatching up every single opportunity they possibly can to get a new client in their chair. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need. So although you might feel like the beauty industry is very saturated in your area, it's not always saturated with good people. (laughs) Yeah. There's going to be other people who are incredible at what you also do. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people who are better than you. But there's... That's the thing. Like, you have to think, what is going to separate me from the person down the street? Mm-hmm. And I believe... I mean, there's so many things that can go into that. But the overall experience. You got the pre-experience. You got the experience itself. And then you got post-experience. Like, are you reaching out to that client? Are you asking if they liked their service? Um all of those things are going to separate you. Mm-hmm. Building a clientele is hard, mm-hmm. especially in areas where what you do, there is somebody on basically every single corner doing what we do. Yes. And um, that, but the reality of things is even if I wanted to, even if I worked 16 hour days, seven days a week, no breaks, I still could not service even half of Gilbert. Right. No matter what, there is a need for estheticians and other trades in our area that are incredible and amazing at what you do because there's people who want skincare. And if they're not getting it from you, they're going to get it from somebody else. So you just need to show up, give people the best of you, Every single time. What's hard about what we do is we are in the customer service industry. And no matter what is happening in your life, you're not allowed to show it to a client. Yeah. You can't have a bad day. You can't have a bad day. And though that is hard, it's also really almost good for you. What did um, 
gosh, somebody said this at the meeting, the last meeting we had, and it just really stuck with me. She said, I don't think of it as I can't have a bad day. She thinks of it as I get to have a good day. Yeah, I think it probably was Natasha. It sounds like something Tosh would say. (laughs) I don't think it, well, anyway, it doesn't matter, but it stuck with me either way. And that's so true. It's all about mindset. Like if I'm having a hard time at home, whatever the case may be, I get to leave that there and I get to go to a place where I feel safe. And not Mm -hmm. only do I feel safe, but I'm providing safeness for my clients. Mm -hmm. That and you you're almost required because of our jobs to leave your drama and your crap at the door. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost forcing you out of that mood. Yes. Whereas if you're at home, you're just going to stay in that mood. I know that for me personally, yes. like if I'm in a mood, I'm not going to just change my attitude by sitting on my couch. Well, and I can tell you right now, clients who come in for a service, that's exactly what they want. They want to leave the problems at the door. Mm -hmm. So don't be bringing your problems to where they're trying to get away from it. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I'm thinking about all of this because I am in a very big position right now. Which I guess we'll talk about (laughs) next podcast. Yeah, we'll definitely have to let everybody in on that. I'm just kind of flirting a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. Um, So let's let's leave it on this note. If you are someone who is wanting to build a clientele, what is going to set you apart? I can tell you this right now. A social media account with your best portfolio, posting your best work that you are the most proud of and doing it consistently. Mm -hmm. Second thing is creating a very safe space for anyone who walks in your door. That's not just the skinny people. That's not just the brunettes. That's not just the people that are Christians. That's not just the the stay-at-home moms. Like it is every single person who walks through your door, you allow them a space to be themselves and to have the experience that they choose to have Mm -hmm. for the day that they are seeing you. Third thing is you have to want it. You have to want it more and feel as though you are the only person who wants it as bad as you do. Mm -hmm. If you have the hunger, if you have the drive, if you have the dedication to build a clientele, this is all going to come very, very easy for you. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and don't even know what a drive is, this is going to be a little bit harder for you and it's going to take some time for you to adapt and to grow into this area. But you have to want it. You have to be dedicated to your own personal success. Really, you have to find your why. Like, why are you doing this? Is it because it fulfills you? Is it, do you love making people feel beautiful? Um, that is what is going to motivate you in whatever it is that you're doing. Yep, absolutely. And our why at Wildflower is because I want to provide a space for everybody. I want to provide a a customer service experience that no one else is doing. My biggest like m- like quote, I guess, that I tell the girls is we do what others won't mm-hmm. because that is what we do. We provide a level of customer service that others will not. And if other places are going to choose to, you know, only treat a certain type of clientele, I'm going to take in those people who feel rejected because that's not my my why on earth my why is 
I want everyone to feel like they have a safe space with me. Mm-hmm. I want to feel comfortable for everybody, every walk of life. I am confident when I say that every single employee treats this business as if it were their own. Totally. Can we talk about your little Rhonda Allison thing really quick? I don't know, I guess. They didn't say that I couldn't. <laughs> but I got invited to... Um, be in Rhonda Allison's magazine. Which, clap hands. Yeah. That is amazing. That is so... Is that why you texted me the other day asking me what the motto was? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Because it asks me, like, what... One of the questions was, like, what is your, like, life business motto? Yeah. And I don't even... I don't even remember what I said. I I didn't end up saying what you said, though. That's okay. I feel like, honestly, what you just said, we do what others won't. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Which really is, like, one of my life mottos. Like, we do do what others won't. And I try and live by that, you know? Yeah. So I'm excited. I guess I'm going to be in their spring edition. And they had me, like, send a picture of myself. And That is so exciting. I answered all the questions. And it just feels very, like, exclusive to get to be, like, what is it called? I sent. Did I send you the screenshot? No. Oh, so they... Oh, they have a segment in their magazine that's called Difference Makers. Ooh. So I was their highlight. That is amazing. I Ah. don't know why. I don't know if I was nominated. I have no idea. But it just feels really cool to work really, really hard on my social media and being consistent and being present and putting out content that I enjoy and that I believe my audience enjoys. Mm. And well, and not even that though, it's about really working on yourself. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is what really shows to every single person through your social media. And that is not an easy thing to do. No, dude, it's actually the worst thing ever. (laughs) I mean, if you go back to our previous episodes, you can kind of hear her self-reflection is for the birds. Yeah, it's it's pretty awful. Even now, I like struggle with it, and sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Fuck. (laughs) You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's just not fun. And so being the bigger person, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'd rather just set their house on fire. (laughs) That's what I feel like doing right now. But I have realized that then like 10 minutes later, like after I've eaten a brownie, I don't feel that way anymore. (laughs) So sometimes the little voice in my head that's telling telling me to kick them in the teeth is really just me needing a Snickers. Yeah. (laughs) So... You know what? I'm glad that you told us all that. I yeah. feel like that's just what I feel like you solved the mystery. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. So next time you absolutely feel like punching somebody square in the nose, just go eat something that has chocolate on it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make the world a better place. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. It would make the world a better place. So uh, go eat a Snickers before you respond. <laughs> in basically any area of life, I promise you that's my best advice. That's so funny. That's what my quote That's your been. moto. Her moto. <laughs> my moto. <laughs> Quasimodo. <laughs> what? Do you not know where that's from? This, this tells me that we need to be done. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I did not introduce us in, but honestly, that's when you know that it's going to be a good episode because we have so much to say. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next Monday for our next episode.